Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Better Podcast Season 3. That is, uh, that's hard to believe, I'm not going to lie. I I am overly, you know, just excited about all of the work that the Scattered Abroad Network is able to accomplish. And to be in our third season, you know, our second year, what a time it is to be involved in the work of the kingdom with all of the technology out there that's available to us. Now, if you'll excuse me for a second, you might hear me. I'm going to I'm gonna stand up for this one. I just kind of feel like standing, and I could have done all this beforehand, but I obviously didn't, so just forgive me. But I, I just want to talk to you today about something. You, you see the, the title today is Understanding the Purpose of Miracles, and you might be wondering, what's that about? You know, how does that far how does that fit into far better? This year's theme, this season, I guess I should say, is far better by. Far better by. So every week we're going to look at an overall topic broken down into three week studies. These first three episodes are with just me. You know, sorry, if you like the guests from last season, you're stuck with me for three weeks. But the last 18 episodes of this season are going to have guests, and I'm very excited about that. So be looking out for these guests to make an appearance. We're going to have some guys that you know, some guys that have never been on the podcast before. Today, though, we're going to start by talking about the purpose of miracles. Now, if I say the name Benny Hinn and Kenneth Copeland, what comes to your mind? You know, I mean, be honest. Look, when I, when I type into YouTube, faith healing, those are some of the names that pop up just immediately. And our question that we're talking about over these next three weeks of do miracles still exist today comes from people just like Benny Hinn and Kenny Copeland. They profess that they can perform miraculous power. And so today... As you and I get into our study, I want to start with the purpose of miracles. So we first need to really define what a miracle is. Now, if you look at the modern definition, which is uh, the New Oxford Dictionary, the modern definition says that a miracle is a surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine divine agency. If you look at a biblical definition, though, and this is from Dave Miller, I'll post this in the show notes, a miracle in the Bible was not just an event that was astonishing, incredible, extraordinary, or unusual. For example, like we would say people sometimes call a, a birth of a baby being a miraculous thing, or the narrow avoidance of an accident, or... Maybe if you're a football fan, you know about the Minnesota miracle, the Minneapolis miracle. No, that's not what we're talking about here. A miracle in the Bible is a supernatural act. It is an event that was contrary to the usual course of nature, and that's according to Art and Gingrich. And so as we think about looking at this miraculous power and looking at the idea of the purpose behind it, 
It must not be confused, Dave goes on to say, with the providential, where God operates in harmony with the usual course of nature. So this is not just something that we look at and say, oh, this is some supernatural event. It occurred. It happened. Let's move on. It's not to be confused with providential. There's a significance behind it. Now I want to look at the purpose in the Old Testament. When you and I look to the life of Moses, and Moses' life as a prophet, basically a leader of the people of Israel, in Exodus chapter 4, God is instructed Moses what to go and do, what he wants him to do, and Moses answers and says, well, suppose they won't believe me, verse 1, or listen to my voice, and suppose that they say the Lord's not appeared to you. What's God's response to that? God says, okay, verse 2, what's in your hand? Well, there's a rod in my hand. We'll cast it on the ground, verse 3. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And you know it's real because the verse ends by saying Moses ran from it. And in verse 4, the Lord says, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. He reached out, caught it, and it became a rod again. This is the purpose of miraculous power, the power that was granted to Moses here in verses 1 through 3. Verse 5 says, and I'm paraphrasing to an extent because when you just read it, it, it's kind of picking up after verse 4. So just understand the paraphrase. This is given to you that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Furthermore, he says, as if this isn't enough, says in verse 6, uh, put your hand inside your, your shirt. So he did, and when he took it out, behold, it was a leprous, like snow. He says in verse 7, put your hand back. And so he put it back in, and when he drew it out, it was restored like his other flesh. And he says in verse 8, then it will be, if they don't believe you or heed the message of the first sign, that they may believe the message of the last, and they may not believe the, the snake trick. And it's actually funny. I don't have this in front of me today, but there are articles out there that talk about the Egyptians having the capability of making snakes look and appear as a stick. And so God's basically saying, in case someone thinks this is some sleight of hand with the rod, now they'll have to believe because of you reaching inside and pulling your hand out and having a leprous hand and then putting it back, and when you take it out again, it's no longer leprous. He says in verse 9, It shall be if they do not believe even those two signs or listen to your voice, take water from the river, pour it on the dry land, and it will become blood on the dry land. You see the grand you know, increase that's happening here? Every miracle has been more impressive than the one before. And when I look at Elijah, who called for a miraculous event in 1 Kings 18, 22 through 23, he says in verse 24 that what's going to happen is they're going to have this competition, and they're going to call upon the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire is God, and all the people answered and said it is well spoken. Elijah didn't say... We're going to have this miraculous power performed just because we feel like it. Just because I can. 
Elijah says, we're going to do this miraculous test to prove who God really is. Same with Elisha. In 2 Kings 5, verses 14 and 15, when Naaman went down and dipped in the river Jordan seven times, he returned to the man of God, verse 15, he and all his aides. He came and stood before him and he says, Indeed, now I know there is no God in all of the earth except in Israel. That's the miraculous power in the Old Testament, the purpose for it. What about in the New Testament? Did it change between testaments? When you look at the life of Jesus, most of what we have about Jesus is this miraculous power that he would perform in certain events. And we all know about the paralytic in Mark chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. And in Mark 2, 10, it says, But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on the earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. In verse 12, it says, Immediately he got up, took his bed, went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed, and glorified God, saying, We've never seen anything like this before. But notice what he said in verse 10. The purpose for me doing this miracle is to give you the knowledge that the Son of Man has power. I'm confirming who I am. And in the second place, when you look at the miraculous event of the wedding at Cana, at the end of that event, it says in verse 11, John 2.11, that the beginning of the signs of Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples, notice this, believed in him. Friends, the purpose of miraculous power was to confirm a message or messenger. I don't find a single miracle performed in Scripture without that attached to it. And the one place where I find somebody asking for it, where they didn't have that in mind, they were told to repent and pray before they were damned to hell. That's in Acts chapter 8. Simon the sorcerer tried to purchase miraculous ability. And Peter looks at him and says, you you better change. That's not what that's for. In the apostles' case, We're told in Acts 2.43 that they performed wonders and signs through the apostles. And verse 44, it says, all who believed. Again, emphasis on believing in the miraculous power, confirming that these people are really from God. In fact, John's entire purpose of writing his book in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31 says, look, Jesus did way more signs than I could fit in this book. In fact, I don't even think the books of the world could contain them. 31 says, these are written, though, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. And the Hebrews writer, as we begin to kind of bring our thoughts to a close today, he writes in Hebrews 2, 1 through 4, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, 
How shall we escape? If we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Notice this verse 4. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, various miracles, gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. And so how was the word of God confirmed in Bible times? Well, verse 4 told us the first place was signs. According to my uh, instructor, Brother Bobby Liddell, at the Memphis School of Preaching, in my notes on the book of Hebrews, I have the following. Signs were a miraculous testimony to show the man and message were from God. Wonders were this reaction or the effect of the miracles. The various or diverse miracles are the different types of miracles. It's not just one trick over and over and over again. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is the source that indicated God's blessing and grace. All of these work together to confirm the word. None of it was, just take my word for it. None of it was, well, if you just had more faith. You know, I never once see Jesus say that. I never once see any of the disciples say that their ability was hindered. And we're going to look next week at making sense of some of the suggestions that are made about miracles. And we're going to dive into that a lot further as far as the instilling of faith and the difference between miracles being performed to instill faith versus needing faith to have them be effective. But let me just point this out to you. If a teacher tells you with proof that 2 plus 2 is 4, it's a lot harder to deny that proof, isn't it? How, what Bible verse could they go to in the Bible times? When Moses went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go, could he, could he say, well, you know, back in Genesis chapter 22, no, he couldn't say that. What about the apostles? Could they say, well, you know, in 1 Timothy, the, the Bible hadn't been completed yet according to 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 10. They needed miraculous power to be able to handle confirmation that they were from God. Now, that's the purpose of miracles. And let me, let me say it again in one sentence for you. The purpose of miracles was to confirm the message or messenger as being from God Almighty. I really am appreciative that you've tuned in with us today here at the Scattered Abroad Network on the Far Better Podcast. And it would really help us out if you'd leave a rating and a review. You can check out all of our other shows. You can type them all in or just the Scattered Abroad Master Feed. We have content for every day of the week. And if you're looking to grow closer to Christ, I guarantee you, all of the shows that we have will help you in that walk. Please continue to pray for us. Continue to reach out to us and encourage us. Give us ideas for episodes, whatever it might be that you need. You can find our email in the show notes, our social media in the show notes. But ultimately, between now and next Wednesday, we need to please God so that our eternity can be far better. And honestly, we need to do that the rest of our lives so that that day can be far better. 
What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.